0: yo yo what's up lucky lefty nation I am the guy Sean Davis welcome to the lucky lefty podcast we spend it different that guy right there the original lucky lefty himself Malik Zaire at overtime Malik you see it right there on the bottom man we're about to talk about what's next for Notre Dame uh we have not received an update on uh (laughs) Press conferences, things of that nature, but Notre Dame fans don't panic. The deal is done.
1: How much you think he got? I yeah. want to put that out there. No. I want to talk about.
0: I've heard reports of about 5.6 with incentives for a first-time head coach. That's
1: he, they guess. had to. This is a this is a forced hand, easy call deal. Yeah. Just just do the right thing. It's a do the right thing type of deal, and they did the right thing.
0: So uh, news also broke. I think it was Pete Sampson from The Athletic about an hour ago uh, broke the news that number 14, as we refer to him on Lucky Lefty, that's what we call him, that dude 14, uh, is leaning towards, as we said when he got injured in the week after, we told you right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast that, you know what, if Notre Dame makes the playoff, that dude 14 would be in the lineup. And it's being reported that he's leaning that way. So we hope everything breaks the way we needed to break this weekend, championship weekend, and we can see Kyle Hamilton back in the Notre Dame uniform one more time in the uh, semifinals of the CFP.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, if, if, if any time to come back, this would be the perfect time to come back. I wouldn't even have came back if we didn't make it, but had a good bowl game. I think as a player, you, you don't want to miss these opportunities because even still, scouts would want to see you out there. You know, they haven't seen you in a while, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind. Can take place. I think he's pretty much a solid first-round pick, but even he could, he could boost up his top five to maybe top three. Who knows? You know, it goes crazy. We, we do some crazy things. Uh, And it's fun. You know, not too many people, if ever, get a chance to even sniff the college football playoffs to have a chance. And, you know, I think this is something that it's an easy choice for them to make.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Let's get to uh, our comments, man. We got a lot of comments waiting for us. We're trying to get on earlier this afternoon, but both of us have some things to take care of before we got on. Uh, Let's go ahead coast malone i like that what's up coast should notre dame leak that cal hamilton would play in the playoffs if they get in i guess to help their chances with the committee i don't think it i don't think it matters i mean of course they said you know they would think about players missing and also coaches missing i think everybody knows pretty much that cal was going to play in an important game and if not yeah. go to the nfl like that goes without saying brian Brian Kelly said as much, you know, before he left. So, yeah, I
1: don't think and, make a and the way Coach Kelly was, you know, who knows? He probably told Kyle, you know, I'm I'm about to be out of here, so you might as well go ahead, just chill, you know. I'm not gonna press you to get back because I'm not gonna put your career on the line, and I'm about to be about to dip, you know.
0: Yeah, well, uh, old Grim, the old line hire is the only one I'm really looking to see what happens. I That's all of us. uh, The university got better. The O-line got better the moment that Jeff Quinn left, in my opinion. And um, it's addition by subtraction. And now, a lot
1: of it, too, is just that we just can do better. It's not that, you know, I think he has his abilities, but there's guys that we can reach out to that could do a better job for what we got.
0: Yeah, and also with that – Reports are that former Notre Dame uh, GA assistant and offensive lineman Chris Watt has been contacted. He is the offensive line coach at Tulane. And he has been contacted and offered the opportunity to come back to Notre Dame. And with that, uh, I've been told that Harry Heastan is local, is around the campus, and could be brought in as a consultant, which Malik was, was definitely happy about to hear
1: that last night coach He standing around the building is is equivalent to a real shot at having the chance of playing for a serious championship it wouldn't be a transition year He Stand is is that's the secret win that could take us over the top it was our secret way that I felt like we could have won in 2015-14 or 2015-16 was through Harry he stand and so uh you know for Marcus Freeman can, can sleep good at night, knowing that his offensive line would be in a lot better shape. He wouldn't even have to really look down there if he says, <laughs> just, just know those guys are gonna be in a, a good state of mind and to have Chris Watt. Yeah. I mean, talk about a a Tommy and Brian Kelly relationship, Chris Watt and Harry Heaston are very similar as well. So it's just an extension of Harry Heaston, even if he's not able to be around every day and Watt's got a pretty cool uh, demeanor, so I don't think it's quite as fiery as he stands, but that's probably what you want with these kids these days.
0: Yeah, I got John A1. John, thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, checkmate. That's what we've been saying. That was the uh, the title of last night's podcast, checkmate with all of the uh, assistant coaches pretty much deciding the step. Yeah. Checkmate on Brian Kelly and what he tried to do and stealing those assistant coaches and taking them with him down to baton rouge and lsu d rock irish good afternoon good evening now it was probably afternoon when you left this comment heard ND coaches on the recruiting trail and have or will be visiting billy shroud in wisconsin and Xavier and Womka today and wonka who just won a state championship by the way congrats to him had an impact visit from ohio state yesterday yes that's the report and uh I also saw that they allowed Tommy Reese to use the PJ today, which was which was only reserved for Brian Kelly. Look how
1: look how much look how much Coach Kelly done left and then changed everything. Everybody want to get in on something good now.
0: I got Marcus Freeman <laughs> let, let Tommy Reese use the PJ to go do some recruiting today. He was getting on the plane with his uh, caramel macchiato, you know, from Starbucks. That's Denny, right. You know and uh going to get some so it seems
1: like uh coach kelly was hoarding all the goodies and resources up at uh keeping them to him to himself right yeah that's right that's right that's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah tommy yeah tommy reese of course he ain't leaving they probably told him look tommy you stay you can get the pj man but i think we'll let you get the pj so You know, when he went and spoke to the team, he definitely must have had a real good chat because the first thing he said was, I'm saying, you know, that's a reason to stay. You know, you get the PJ to go handle your quarterback business. You need to take a short flight over to Detroit, you know, and stop in and make sure we can secure that bag.
0: Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) This is funny. I apologize we love our fans hope these guys get a watch for Christmas <laughs>
1: you know I love that you know before we didn't have that many people waiting so I think that this is a good trend to have uh people really loving us to be here man this is great
0: yo it is uh, we definitely need to get a better schedule moving forward you know this is our first man first four months on the gig we started in the middle of August and uh, we've been grinding building we thank everybody for getting our subscriber uh subscriptions up man subscribe like share hit the notification bell so you know anytime we put up content we talk to each other early in the morning we're yeah. both, we're both <laughs> we both have significant others we both have children and we That's both great. have other endeavors and we hit each other up early in the morning and we set a time like okay. This is the best time for us to do it today. And something always happens.
1: Something always happens, but that's something okay. Always that. happens. That's okay. That y'all, we know that you guys really love us because y'all, really y'all stick around.
0: Absolutely. So, man, things are going to get better. Without a doubt, we're not, hey, this is not going to be the norm. We're just not going to keep you guys around. You know, we're not going to do the Brian Kelly thing.
1: We're definitely not going to do the Brian um, Kelly thing. We're, we're taking it
0: to done. the next level. <laughs> we're taking it to the next level we're not going to treat you like Brian Kelly would treat you all right we're not that petty <laughs> so
1: Absolutely.
0: yo the conversation they started talking about Notre Dame basketball and everything I see uh yeah. the only thing I would say about Notre Dame basketball is I really like the Wesley kid mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that I am confused by is how in the world Mike Bray allowed uh Jaden Ivy to leave South Bend and get to yeah. Purdue with his mother.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The head his, mother's coach.
0: <laughs>
1: his mother's been there the entire time. Jaden playing with the guys in the gym. He's been shooting. Her. He knows every part of the facility. He didn't even get a look. You yo. know, that's one of those things, you know. But
0: yo, Notre Dame Notre Dame has a Hooper in the Wesley kid. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. He's the real deal. So to have him around, you know, leading the way for the next couple of years. It's gonna be a good, pretty good thing. Uh let's see. Shout out to everybody that was giving that location, man. Shout out to everybody, North Carolina, Singapore, Chicago.
1: That's
0: Albanian, Sin City. Touching Italy. out the
1: truth, how we spin it different, man. Touching and out. That just shows
0: you the national imprint of Notre Dame. You got Joseph Dorczynski. Yes, here come the Irish, absolutely. Um,
1: I was talking to uh, our good friend um, over at the other podcast, and he was saying how, you know, this is a a fan favorite pick. I think this is one of the few times where the fans really got involved with pushing who they thought should be the hire, Um and that groundswell really, I think, moved the tide for Notre Dame to make an unconventional pick. Mm-hmm. Something that I don't think if we left it up to them, they would have uh, done what they did as quickly, you know, maybe at all. So that's why I think the refreshing feeling that we really got a shot now uh, to to take another step just with all the combination of things. And this is the first time I've ever seen the fans really get behind a guy as much as they have, Marcus Freeman. I know I said that a little bit yesterday, but that's a huge thing. You know, I remember us uh, getting away from – at Lafleur, and it was like, it we didn't know, you know, it could have been anybody to get a chance to get in that spot. So, having a a, a more grasp of the fan base and who they want and who they speaking for, it shows how stronger, uh, how much stronger this community is getting, and that how serious we are about getting that national championship. It seems like we we've been watching long enough to know mm-hmm. who it is going to take, and we found our guy.
0: I got it. So we had something from Keegan McLaughlin 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 you know it's always those names are pronounced different man it's so many different ways i hope i said it right pegan i tried to say it three different three different ways at this point can we name bk the owner of the petty train
1: no yeah it is great that we had him on early it's great we took you from a passenger to the conductor and he ended up owning the whole train itself the whole train And he ended up proving us right at the the worst time. He ended up proving us right. He couldn't get any – he could get even pettier. (laughs) He was beyond driving it. He had to own the
0: Thank you for chiming in. According to Kelly, ND didn't give him enough resources.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Kelly needed something to reach for other than just saying, you know, I ran out of steam. I I just couldn't get the the job done like I would have wanted to but I really think he did mean that he felt like he could probably recruit better in Louisiana than at Notre Dame. And in some parts that's true. Yeah.
0: Um, Bob Bordenaro, did you guys watch the Zorch podcast? Uh, no. I don't think either one of us have watched this podcast. We are uh, actually in talks to do a mesh, um, a mashup podcast with Chris. I believe that's yeah. TTNL network that he's on. Uh The owner of that network, uh, I've actually done interviews with talking about the Chicago Bears, a really good dude. So I know the network. I'm very well aware of Chris Zorich's podcast. We have been in connection, trying to connect with Chris. So we look forward to that, even if it's in the offseason. And uh, I guess he said, unreal, what Lemming said about Kelly and his lack of recruiting. That's – we – look is that known known, and i think that's why a lot of uh, big time programs are worried about the staff and marcus freeman leading the way because if you're going to be a big time program the head coach has to be the closer yeah nick saban is a closer les miles when he was at lsu was a closer kirby smart is a closer Dabo sweeney is a closer Pete carroll at usc was the closer Marcus Freeman is now in a, in a beat, position, or in know, a position knows, to be yeah. a closer. And that's what a lot of big-time programs, SEC programs, programs out on the West Coast, that's what they're fearful about with this new regime coming into South Bend and taking over, is that, yo, they won't be afraid to come after the five-star kids. That yeah, five-star
1: I think the five-star program, star kids will be a lot more interested seeing a fresher face or a younger face at Notre Dame, they might change their perception of what they may think of Notre Dame and just a total sale. Uh seeing a guy like Marcus Freeman, young guy 35 years old. Yeah. See this his uh, meteoric climb to to this position. So I feel like a lot of recruits will look at uh look at the school differently and be like, oh man, I, I know it was Notre Dame, but this ain't couldn't be the no name I was thinking of if they got Marcus Freeman up in there and he just just started it, you know. So I think that's the right move. You know, you keep talking about the right move that sets a, a forward in, in the future. And this is one of those. I don't think there's a lasting future with what you think of LSU. I don't, you know, they might have a whole type of different guy in the next two to three years down there, and it, and that's just how the coaching changes goes. But I think what, what we got here. The recruiting is obviously the number one thing that's a positive and a benefit uh, with what this move does. But it also uh, we still have a season to play. Yeah, I think those guys are really, really going to get behind uh, Marcus Freeman and and not skip a beat. And maybe even play more inspired, uh, seeing that they want to do well, especially in a high pressure situation for a first year guy in the college football playoffs.
0: I got Pierre. Any word on uh, Tony Alfred? I'm assuming that's who he's talking about possibly being the running back coach. Tony Alford makes it who is top five.
1: Top five
0: when it comes to running back coaches and recruiting.
1: Cause then you got you got Cooks, who's yes. a
0: great, a great recruiter. He was one of the best recruiters. Eric Cook should be an option for a wide receiver coach.
1: Yep. And then uh, you got and then you got uh Alfred, he's a top recruiter. Marcus yeah. Freeman's a top recruiter himself. Elston, as much as is <laughs> a top recruiter, too. You know, Elston, yeah. you know, Elston's a guy that he recruited me. So Elson's a top recruit. And then just if you think about it, that's these are closers. Like Alfred is a closer. Uh is a closer. So I mean, just the the what you could think about how Notre Dame, everybody felt like we lacked in recruiting. Mm-hmm. It'll be a total three, uh, total 180. And we'll end up having players that look like Bama pretty soon. I, I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, the Tony Alford move might not be as immediate. Um, first of all, because Ohio State more than likely will be, unless Iowa wins the Rose I mean, if Iowa wins the Big Ten championship, Iowa will then go to the Rose Bowl. If Michigan wins the Big Ten championship, Ohio State more than likely will go to the Rose Bowl to represent, represent the Big Ten. Uh, Tony Alford is busy recruiting for Ohio State right now. The domino that that falls that would lead to Tony Alford maybe coming back to Notre Dame would be Ryan Day, who is being heavily pursued, I know for sure, by the Chicago Bears and other NFL teams. If Ryan Day does indeed go to the NFL, I can definitely see Tony Alford coming and joining the staff at Notre Dame the versatility once again with Lance Taylor being able to go and coach the wide receivers and Tony Alford being able to coach the running backs when well, if they put a staff like that together they're already i believe ranked uh respectively 5th and 2nd in the next two recruiting cycles
1: we would jump to one quick
0: quick absolutely and quick. if they get if they get Shrouth and and Wonka, they're probably going to move up in the 2022 probably the 4th so
1: it'll turn into a superpower
0: yes and Devin Moore at right now is the only decommit he was on the fence and taking visits before the news broke that Brian Kelly was leaving so yo you tried to get multiple kids out of Florida if he does indeed go to LSU because LSU checked in on him the day that Brian Kelly got down there to Baton Rouge it's all good. You got Keon Keeley, And that's the big that's the big move you need to make in the state of Florida for other kids to see that you can come to Notre Dame. We're going to talk about that, like the narratives that are going to be blown away by the staff and recruiting, I believe, as they start to take the next steps here in Notre Dame. Uh, thank you, SGC. Yes. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. And uh Let's get those subscriptions up. We've gained literally 100, I believe 115 subscribers in the last 48 hours.
1: That's right. That's
0: huge. Let's keep it going. Help us grow. and We're going to continue to give you that great content. I know we're working on a couple of interviews with some players coming up this week. And then we'll preview uh, championship weekend and give our thoughts on each and every game. Savage Cyan Fitness. Any news on wide receiver and O-line coaches yet? I think we kind of we just covered that. What about the press conference? It's coming.
1: You know, it's a lot of lot of details to, to mince. You know, Coach Kelly had a head start about three, four months.
0: And I will say this, I don't know if you've heard this because I have heard that one of the things that might be holding up the press conference is that they have received a lot of calls from a lot of former players that want to be there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I got a couple calls to come See? back to Yeah. And so I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, I got to get the first in line. That's a Dayton head coach. I mean, you, right. know, you know, quarterback went from, from Dayton. You got the head coach from Dayton. It's just got to be a Dayton house. Everybody, right. Everybody's Dayton. Mickens. So for me, I think it's – Exactly what you want to see from a program, sort of like Clemson. Everybody wants to come back, everybody wants to get involved off of one hire. Everybody sees a direction. Everybody wants to get involved and help. And it's gonna build that stadium even greater in the in the fanfare, even greater in the environment. It's going to turn us into a tough place to play. It's just an intimidating force. We're gaining intimidating factor through this through this week. You know, we, we didn't really have an intimidating factor with Brian Kelly when it comes to other teams. When you start talking about heavy hitters, yeah. Marcus Freeman, we might get a Tony Alford. We got the recruiting going. It's You got players and former players want to come back. You got the NFL pros like Chris Ward and, and, uh, and Harry Easton working the whole. I mean, these are the things that are making us very, very dangerous. And we're still in the season. That we're in, you know, we're still having a great team. We're still having recruiting going crazy, but the future is continuing to look bright. We're getting into talks like Ohio State's. We're getting into talks of the Bama's. And shoot, if we had a a team like this in two years, you know, we might have that special team that I wouldn't mind saying we can go toe-to-toe with a Georgia.
0: So I can say this. We don't have a time yet, but I just got the confirmation. Your former teammate, your guy, Sometime before this weekend, hopefully tomorrow, we can iron out a time. We'll let you guys know But CJ ProSize is going to be joining us right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast.
1: That's right. That's right. Hey, that's my running Stay back. Stay tuned. Go
0: follow back. us on Twitter and Instagram at Lucky Lefty Pod. And, yo, CJ ProSize is going to be joining us. Hopefully, when they make the announcement and have the press conference, we'll link it up for CJ to join us that day and just really talk about how big this move of Marcus Freeman being the next head coach yeah that's right it is for the right. university so yeah CJ Procise your former teammate your backfield mate um, <laughs>
1: dangerous combo now I want to i,
0: I, 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 I want to ask you a question I want our listeners to marinate on it right because the narrative has been that Notre Dame if they do get in all they're going to do is get blown out again the 2016 team, 2015, 2016 team, or the 2018 team that faced Clemson. Which which team was more equipped or closer to winning the national championship if everything had gone right? Like no, 15, if, if, 15. If, Torian, if Torian doesn't tear his ACL, if you don't get hurt,
1: 15 was a was an easy championship year because take 15, was, 15 over 18, even with. The, the coaching staff? There was nothing going to stop us other than injuries in 2015. Mm. We just had everything you want. We had the run. We had the Hall of Fame online. We had the deep threat with Will. We had the defense and the su- we had superstars. So we had guys that you remember going to the game watching. You want to watch these guys. And we had guys – That were two or three deep that we ended up seeing through the years develop and be superstars themselves. And they were babies. Yeah. Our first game, Josh Adams scored a touchdown. And then, you know, Josh Adams became who we 33 trucking two or three years later. And he didn't. That was his first touch at Notre Dame, right? First touch. So that was how special that season was. And that we could have, you know, we were really ready. And just to, you know, I think the, the chemistry we had a lot of those guys i was working with in the midst of getting ready to start and uh, we were all the same grade and it's just a really good combination and with all that all that we went through we still end up going pretty far so yeah yeah that was just a special year that year for sure
0: shout out to everybody that continues to say where they're from in the chat florida louisiana We see shreveport louisiana home of arnez battle Arnez, who can forget the past, Pat Dillingham, Arnaz up at Michigan State. That was huge. One of the best moments ever in Notre Dame football history. Social media, Joshua Nip says social media was electric with support for Coach Freeman. Man, I've never seen anything like it. Former yeah, coach, yeah. Term term- players, recruits, commits people that love Brian Kelly, people that were anti-Kelly, like everybody came together and caught a hold of the movement. And Jack Swarbrick thankfully gave us what we wanted.
1: Yeah, like we always say, there was nothing that he could have did other than do the right thing. It's the do the right thing moment. <laughs> he don't have to look. We it his job easy at this point. We thank him for doing the job he did to get the winless head coach at Notre Dame yeah Not let the fans get this one like, yeah. you, know, you can ride off into the sunset you know feel good that you made this choice but this is the this is the right step to take a program that was already you know where it was with the standard and we just raised it even more with this with this higher and what we're doing now
0: no question about it be is it's Quinn gone gone well if you go to his Wikipedia page it says lSU offensive line coach. And that's been posted around social media for the last 24 hours. So.
1: I mean, look, he probably don't feel right to stay. You know? <laughs> he looking around that room. He like, I think this is time for me to take that next step, you know, go somewhere else. But that's just, that's, and then, you know, that's the environment that we're building at Notre yeah. Dame. Building an environment where you got to be the best of the best. You want to be in an environment where everybody's on the same page, you know, already that head coach is letting our offensive coordinator take the PJ. That's, that's some good teamwork. You know, yeah. that's what you like to hear. That's what you want to, that's what you want to know that's in the, in the works at Notre Dame and, and, and the animosity not being there. And that it seems like everybody's moving in that right direction.
0: Yo, shout out to our guy job, man, Tate Monty from Erie, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is in the house. That's right. Uh, Casey Tipton. Hey, Malik and Sean, big time Irish fans seeing you guys on Irish Breakdown. That's what's up. Those That's are kind right. of like our big bros in the business. Glad I found you guys. We're glad you found us too. And like we said, go to Instagram and, pod, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Lucky Lefty Pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just search A2S Network. All of our podcasts will be right there. And then we're right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube channel. We're live. Each and every time we come do a show, we go live right here. That's
1: right. That's right. Man. we love the support, man. let us support.
0: Let's see. Pierre has what, man? Man. Not man. 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 <laughs> no, it's like a Mercedes dealership. Marcus can see that. It's an easy sale. We check all the boxes, NFL, TV, facilities, top-notch, degree, to boot i said this football coaches are teachers but at the same time they're salesmen that's what they are and it's their job to sell a program and it's easy the product the product determines how easy it is to sell the product usually speaks for itself because as a salesman you have to believe in the product and i think brian kelly had gotten to the point where no he no longer believed in the product I I think he believed in the product when he first got here. Yeah, Probably year seven, eight, he truly believed in the product. But as time went on, I think he lost a little bit of faith in the product. And when you don't have full faith in the product, you can't be the salesman that you need to be.
1: Man, 12 years doing it is no way he had the same intensity. Yeah, couldn't muster the same intensity that he... I mean, you saw how the years started going. It's just like he kept in a way it, it became less and less of a thing to him losing those big games because the reaction was just so consistent with well, we we know we're gonna win all the other ones. We just, you know, we just missed this one this time. So I think that uh his change of environment maybe is encouraging from him. You know, he wanted that challenge, he felt like he maxed out, you know, not too many coaches, if any, in the last 10-20 years could even last 12 years right. at a top five program. You know, John Harbaugh is doing it, but he had nearly had had a success as a coach, Kelly, and he's—I don't know—he's still there. But you know, you beat Ohio State twice in twenty years. I mean, that might buy you a little more time.
0: <laughs> Joseph. I, I, oh man, I'm a, I'm a stickler for you know cor- correctly pronouncing names. So Joseph Dobrzynski. Joseph, I hope Yes.
1: That was good. Hearing that.
0: Hoping hearing that Tony Alfred may take the head coaching job at Colorado State. He's an alum. Absolutely. That's out there. Well-deserved. He He's been be wanting
1: up. that since he first left Notre Dame. Yeah. He only went. He, he was trying to get that when he first left Notre Dame. They wasn't giving it to him. So, this, I mean, hey, if Marcus Freeman making steps, I know Coach Alford is right in line as well.
0: Um, I'll do these back-to-back. busy didn't alfred already tell kelly no yes on the return coming back and wasn't there friction between bk and alfred kind of the reason he left in the first place allegedly i have been told that that is kind of been played up to be more than what it was and to be honest the ohio state position was a better opportunity
1: Yeah, I think, you know, me being there, I just felt like there were some things that Coach Alford felt like he wanted to have more say on. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be higher rank. I think at that time he was trying to be like assistant head coach. I think he gave it to Elston or something. He gave it to somebody. And I think he wanted that spot because when he went to Ohio State, he ended up being the assistant head head coach at at Ohio State for a while. So, you know, it's it's little stuff like that, but it makes a difference for, for those guys when they get to that level. I think he'll have a lot more comfortability coming back if he did. Yeah, uh, Coach Freeman and him definitely have a good relationship being in the state of Ohio together. You know, they've definitely seen each other on the recruiting trail together, you know, so I know there's a synergy there that I think if Alfred had to come back, he would feel more comfortable. Um, but, you know, I think telling Kelly, no, it sounded like Kelly's having a hard time finding his guys uh, like he usually does to come uh, down and in, 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 in be on the team with him. Now, I know it was a stretch the way he left to get the guys already at school, but uh, I, he's been doing it for a long time, but he's not getting quite the guys he probably wanted.
0: Yeah. I got Anthony Estes. Malik Zaire. I ain't heard that name in a minute. Glad to see you doing your thing. Hey, we outside, my man.
1: We outside. Yo, we check outside. this one outside. Get Yo, outside man, and get some of this, this my podcast
0: man. is brought to you and featuring Adora Whiskey that premium American whiskey go to anorawhiskey.com. the link is not only in our bio for Instagram Twitter anytime you see it it's in the description the link is in the description for the podcast so go to anorawhiskey.com and get you some of that premium American whiskey and also featuring tonight fashion geek you know what I mean fashion geek we got the streets unlocked wonderful That's right. She's brand started by designer alonzo jackson so go to alonzojackson.com or just search fashion geek get you some nice christmas gifts i don't know if the black friday sales and cyber monday sales are still on it was at about 50 percent off but we just dropped some new designs some new sweaters and uh some new shoes In connection we have a connection with adidas Adidas and puma so we have some new sneakers that will be dropping yeah holidays so check those out. And I think we might have some some sizes left in some of our uh, season. Uh, the things we dropped in the spring. We might yeah. have some of those sneakers left.
1: Okay. So check okay. it out.
0: Some of the Puma sneakers. Go to alonzojackson.com and let them know you heard about it from the Lucky Lefty podcast.
1: Definitely put the links in the description for you guys. and We'll do that. We, we, we bring a lot of everything. We're spinning it different. You're getting a little bit of therapy, a little fan therapy. No doubt. Get a little Christmas gift shopping. Get a little bit of everything, man.
0: D-Rock Irish. Hey, Shauna Malik. I've been looking for your show since 3.30 Eastern back (laughs) in your house. Yo, we outside, man.
1: I had to water my plants, man. You know I had to keep the things green. You got to trim and keep them green. You got to take care of the things. But we always in the house.
0: I'm going to get back to that 2015 versus 2018 conversation, too. Is well, we, they
1: were babies when we had them so it's hard to even think that, you know, obviously they grew up but still we had Man, no real team. Those, those were your youngsters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited though, you know, to see what these young guys from this year and how that yeah. class develops because there's some real talent. that's very similar to the stuff that we was having uh, in, in the years that we were starting to see it in '14, and guys starting to fit in the right places, it seems like the the attention to detail and the intensity of the team was getting stronger. And so I think, especially in the last two games, dominating, that's the trend that we're going to look towards moving forward. You know, especially Marcus Freeman being a dominating figure, I think he's not going to take his neck uh take his foot off the neck of these guys especially if we know we can win man yeah it hasn't been
0: i don't think i've personally had this much excitement and i think notre dame fans might agree the lou holtz hiring hiring might be the last time it was this much excitement
1: because you just know
0: yeah, fans were can you get, so happy with the hiring of Brian Kelly. We knew it was, it was anyway.
1: a solid hire. It was a thought yeah. out. We did the interviews. You know, I think the just the quickness of it and everybody was on board. And then we all feel like this could be not the opposite of Kelly. Yeah. It can be the refreshment. You know, it's that, ah, that, mm, you know, it's not a, oh, we're just graduating to the next guy. This is a, a splash play, you know, explosive play down the field, to styles or something. It's something yeah. that the fans want to see is good entertainment and just the attention and energy he's going to attract. You know, we might even get some good training table, man. You never know. Some so <laughs> Fridays or something, man. You know, he really going to have it right.
0: <laughs> Michael Parks, thanks for checking in from Vive, Indiana. Where is Vive, Indiana? Let us know. Shragus, baby. I got Jamie McNeil, Newberg, Indiana. Bob, thanks for checking in. Tennessee, Tracy, you down in Tennessee. That's what's up. I was down in Nashville last October for like three or four days. And I love that area. Uh, Stager, oh man, that's where you had Savage Sight Fitness? You're in Stager, Illinois. You're not too far from me. That's what's up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah hey salon ohio how close is that to you so
1: uh salon i think think salon is north i think salon is north of north North. i'm like south where cincinnati is and stuff okay
0: timothy blake north cali lifelong nb fan love it go iris thanks for chiming in make sure you guys are subscribing hit the notification bell hitting the like button and sharing with others go ahead and get connected with the lucky lefty podcast and lucky lefty nation we have some film work coming up from malik on some new recruits it's a great year for recruits in
1: 2023 That's out right. in california we gotta let y'all know who's on the who's on the docket who's on the, who's on the recruiting trail who are we looking at
0: yeah so i got cleat bontrager Buntra- i hope yeah cleat bontrager chiming in from detroit the D is in the house. Hey, yeah. hey, Clee. You're vitally important to this national championship. All right. That's We're right. gonna give you responsibility. We're gonna give you a job. <laughs> okay. It's a quarterback in the D.
1: Quarterback in the D need to stop by. It's a, it's a quarterback in the D that's very important, Clee. Okay, take him to dinner or something, you I'll know. Get, take him to
0: dinner, drop a little something, something on the pool pit. I don't yeah. know what else you got to do.
1: It's your, it's your tides. Just pay your tides. You know? all
0: a love, offering, cleat. Let him know that he's loved by the yeah. Nation. Okay, right. that's right. <laughs> let that young man know that he's loved, and let him know where he needs to end up in a year. That's right. You that's know what right. I mean.
1: Because, I mean, he sees what's going on, and I think that just reverberates in college football. It's going to give us a lot of attention. But I think that the pressure is going to push us in a a forefront because we're going to need it going against an Ohio State team this first game. Yeah. And it really sets the tone. I think this is a game that will set the tone for us, and we'll know. Yo. uh, (laughs) Because that's a hard game for your first game as a head coach. I can tell
0: you right now, game day is there. It's oh game day's, Marcus
1: game days there. Marketing going right back now. to
0: Ohio State, Indy, Ohio State. It's it's all it's already a wrap. Already. Michael Parks, the Lucky Lefty podcast is all the way live. We spin it different, man. We spin it different. We talk about the same thing all of us love. Everybody in here, we come from different parts of the country, different backgrounds, but we all love Notre Dame. That's right, and that's all. We're just talking about Notre Dame football with you, with a little bit of college football, music, and culture sprinkled in. Uh, yo, sidebar, right quick, man. Have you ever had a song you overlook a song, and for some reason you hear it, and it just catches you, and you know you're super late.
1: Oh yeah, I, I had to happen to me today. Uh, I had it happen to me this week too, bro. Okay, what's the song for you? It's, it's free mind by Tim's. i never heard it dope.
0: Tim's is dope. Tim's like, is, is dope. Dude, Tim's is so cold.
1: It's cold, cold. So and I really, I, pro, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's been on, she's been like, she did the Essence song with WizKid. Kid. Right, didn't, right. I didn't put it together. And put it I it together. Of her. Like, by that, herself. The joint with WizKid Kid is a vibe. It's a vibe, but it's that, that you start looking at her, just yeah. solo. You like, oh, she really got some. I like how she sound, you know. Yeah, that whole
0: movie, so. yeah. The, the song that got me is Ari Lennox Pressure. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's it's a bop. See? That's, That's a Bob.
1: That's a Bob. I
0: think it was the Bob that got me. I was like, yo.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ari Lennox, man. Shout yeah. out to y'all ladies. We're yeah. not doing our thing out there. Hey,
0: Lucky Lucky was sorry, man. That's just us, Bob and his boys, right quick. That's
1: right. That's right. Good music.
0: Good music. Getting caught off guard, man. Listen out. Let us know what you like. Let us know a song that caught you off guard, even though it had been out for a while. Uh, PK4ND, St. Louis is in the house, 71ND grad. PK4ND, thank you so much. No one does it better than you, Sean A. I appreciate that. you will going be as good as my co-host. No more apologies for the brand. With <laughs> MF as the best face ever of it. Yo. No, that's what's up. New Orleans is in the house. That's what's up. We love it, man. We love it. Thank you, everybody from all over, chiming in. Go ahead, bro. What were you about to say?
1: I really want to see what that first recruiting event is going to look like on Notre Dame campus when they do like one of them junior days or when they bring guys on campus. What is what's that? I mean, the first, like the first Irish invasion? The first little Irish, and they might call us the Irish something, but it's going to be. Uh, I want to see the parents come up. You know, I think they'll have a big splash for uh, bringing kids on campus and True. just the lead up, you know, the camps and how 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 much more we can get out of it. You know, I think it's going to be good to see too. Like you
0: said, more. you've already had phone calls, man. I just think the spring game is going to be off the chain.
1: Oh, man, the spring is a party. Yeah.
0: And game don't, is don't let the weather, you know, like here in Chicago, we say if it's above fifty, we barbecue. That's right.
1: That's right. right. If it's
0: above, if, if it's above fifty for the spring game, I'm
1: there. I'm what? Yeah. I'm there just to just to see yeah. what's going on. I just want to see what's going on. It's gonna be <laughs> lit. It's gonna be
0: all the way lit. all the way lit. That's right. i uh, guy right here, John Monty. I knew after last year that Kelly would never be a championship coach. Like a Holtz back in '88.
1: It's just like, man, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. I think at yeah. twelve, it's hard to pull a championship out your butt. And doing honestly, the same you know,
0: the years where he had the best opportunities, injuries played a major part.
1: Yeah, in the beginning, that's
0: real talk, and that's just fate. That's
1: fate. You can, you know, at sixteen, yeah, he felt like, okay, this is, you know. I don't know. He got back to the undefeated season, yeah, and it was such a gap. Once they was in the playoffs, it felt like, yeah, he was like, man, this maybe this 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 is a dead end.
0: Now this right here, I haven't heard this, bro. But if this happens, this would be a major coup, and it also might be a clue to what's going to happen with Ryan Day. So shout out to C Mac, we appreciate you. Thanks for chiming in with us, giving some of your, your evening to us. Word is Brian Hartline is coming to wire, to Notre Dame to be the wide receiver coach. Is that an indictment that they may made it known he wants to coach in the NFL? That's that's been widely known. That's been widely known. Also, a lot of smoke up in cold region that Fleming wants to transfer to ND. It's a lot of transfers. Watch the kid, Ricks. I forget his first name. DB five star from 2020 class, Ricks. Look for him possibly being a target of Marcus Freeman to oh, transfer. Right. He entered the transfer portal last week. Look for him possibly coming to Notre Dame. But this Big-time is recruiter.
1: this is the this is where that mix is coming because now you're getting a mix of Ohio State influence. Mm-hmm. You got a mix of that young fire from coach and their sister so it's a lot of different influences that are going to affect these kids. You get a that's guy like Brian Hartline, that's a that's a big team. Rock, guy. Brian Hartline, so look, he's
0: his ready. resume for developing wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's it's endless. So now now you're attracting the recruits. Ohio State's getting yeah keeping that 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 upper three percent of recruits now because they paying attention. They got the youth, they yeah. got experience. They got the, the 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 accolades on top of that. At the place that they're at, I mean, let's think. Now we're getting into the picture of them games on TV mean a lot more now. And, and you know, on TV every week, and it's a night game. And
0: Brian Hardline played at Ohio State. He played so at Ohio State. Pull him from Ohio State if that is the case would be huge. But there's been questions about the networking power. Of Marcus Freeman, and if he comes here, they played together. Yeah, that's his boy. Yeah. So
1: and and how are you gonna say no to that coaching job? And his no boy.
0: More. So he's choosing his boy over his alma mater. That's right. If indeed that is the case, and he's one—he's definitely one of the best recruiters, man, in the nation. Another, closer, another one coach. Of the best man, one of the best coaches oh. at that position. The dude has three first and second rounders going to the NFL just off this team. So that, that speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. And he that lost.
1: We'll, get, we'll secure C.J. Williams, that's for sure.
0: And he lost Lorenzo Styles Jr. to Notre Dame. That's right. As well. So he's very familiar with some of the talent that's on the roster. I mean,
1: this is a slam dunk pick all around. Every week we'll probably have another cool update. Of the development, I mean, people are going to jump on boat and, and want to ride this wave, and it's the right one to ride. I think everybody trusts the guy in charge. Jack made it easy on us, and then at the end of the day, the attraction and energy that he's going to bring from the coaches from yeah. recruiting that first game, Ohio State was going to be the underdog.
0: Yeah,
1: he'll be the underdog because, especially if we pull in their coaches,
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not in the books. Because Vegas probably would lean towards the quarterback, which would be C.J. Stroud. Tyler Buckner would be the unproven. So, you know, the point spread would probably lean towards and Vegas would lean towards the quarterback. But...
1: Do you think we'll use a transfer portal, though? Do you think we'll be a transfer portal team or a player development directed team? You know what? Because I know we'll get some transfers that want to come. In the first two years...
0: The first two classes are pretty much cemented as good classes. Mm-hmm. Losing a Devin Moore, they might save that scholarship. And uh, Brian Driscoll uh, talked about this today. They might save that scholarship if they don't see a DB that they want and just go ahead and solidify the secondary in the transfer portal. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? We We definitely should use it because it's available. We've seen yeah. the success that it's had with a lot of guys.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of guys have had a success doing it. And we're gonna have a good group to pick from. If yeah. we put our little line out there, I think we're not gonna get guys from Marshall. We're not yeah. getting no backups from no, you know. And some if somebody guys.
0: can help us, bro, if somebody can help us, I believe there is a rule with the NCA NC2A that teams with new coaches get a little bit more latitude and recruiting and contact. Yeah. So, Marcus Freeman, that can use that advantage as well.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to speak for itself, especially in the fact that once he's able to get his office set up, let's just say that, get his office set up, he can sit down and, and get on the phone and start making calls as a head coach. I think just the attraction is going to, start revolving because you know the stories and the media is going to be hot. Yeah. They want to know what it's going to look like in the spring. The spring is going to be crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: spring is going to be crazy. They want to see what we're going to do next, What we how we're going to look coming out, and what these young guys are going to look on the recruiting trail that come in early. So uh, from here on out, it's going to be nothing but news, 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 news.
0: <laughs> well, shout out to Cal checking in for Tucson, Arizona. That's what's up. John Collins asks what staff positions are left. Um, I don't think we That's have to true. wait. We have to wait for for things to be established, right? Because yeah, yeah, we got Nickens, Nickens and El- and Elston could be co-dcs because Marcus Freeman is going to be very much involved with the defense. 100 percent So Elston could be defensive coordinator. Uh, you could have somebody added to coach the D-line or Elston could still coach D-line because that's his strength. Mickens could be cold defensive coordinator or pass game coordinator within the defensive calls. Uh Chris O'Leary could go from just safeties to coaching the entire secondary. So we have to see how things play out to really know what's left as far um, as positions that need to be filled.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I don't even think he's. I think he's got a lot of sleepless nights right now, Marcus Freeman, and and kind of just putting his, his plan together and and making these calls. So these this first couple of weeks is going to be tough to really get a clear, streamlined information. Is
0: and a real to- hero is going to be his wife with those six kids, <sighs> like keeping everything in order.
1: The whole house is crazy. Yeah, they you know, probably still waiting. Uh, I don't blame. Yeah, you. I
0: mean, yeah.
1: it's like draft not out over again. You know.
0: Yeah. I got Benjamin Weiss Irish Breakdown sent me happy to be here shout out to you Benjamin thanks for joining in hope you subscribe continue to follow us like share follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lucky Lefty Pod subscribe to Lucky Lefty Podcast not just on the YouTube channel but also Apple Podcasts if you search A2S Network cool uh PSS Freeman brings that fire might be fight or two pregame a la ND versus Miami, and we won. See that the, ton- the tunnels are disconnected now. It, I'm with you, Pierre. Those were the days. I need everybody, just like the Michigan Ohio State game. They go in for halftime, and it's going up. <laughs> like they're talking trash to each other. And it's yeah. like, yo, that makes the game, that makes the rivalry better. I'm okay. all for that. Yeah, for sure. All I think- for that.
1: We'll definitely have a lot more swag coming out. I think we won't we won't be flat starting games. I think we'll have an intensity coming out from expectation from Coach Freeman. We're gonna be able to be intense coming out of the shoot a lot more than uh the frustration of feeling like we're you know just passively playing the team, you know. For sure,
0: for sure. Shout out to our guy Polo 27. We see you out in LA, Cali in the house, South Cali. And I got Michael Parks responding, said Viva, I think we said it correctly, Vive, Indiana is located on the Ohio River. Oh, yo, okay. Southern Indiana. I know exactly where that's at in the tri-state area. Okay.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right.
0: And Joseph Dobrzezinski responded, uh, Solon is in the Cleveland area up north, like you said.
1: Mm-hmm. Close mm-hmm. to
0: St. Ignatius. Okay.
1: You gotta get your geography, man. You know your geography, you know your history, man. That's an old quote, but that's true.
0: Tyler Miles, thanks for chiming in. Carbondale, that's the southern tip of Illinois. You know what I mean? I know what that is.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Carbondale,
0: you know you're about an hour and a half from Memphis, baby.
1: Yeah, get you some good ribs.
0: You're making that trek down to see your family. You hit Carbondale, you know, like, because Illinois is a long state, bro. Okay. You, know, you drive from Chicago, which is the top of the state.
1: Oh. It's not yeah, wide, but it's long. Yeah, it's,
0: you like a, this way. it's like a five and a half, five and a half hour, six hour trip to get out of the state of Illinois, just to get out the state. But once you like see, California, man, once you see Carbondale, you're like, yes.
1: I'm
0: somewhere. I'm somewhere. I'm almost there. Yeah, Michael Parks. There you go. We already gave out everybody in the Detroit area. Anyone in Detroit. Detroit, that's the name. Put them flyers yeah. out. That's your job for the next year.
1: Yeah, you Make you feel the love. Show up, at,
0: show up at his game screaming, go Irish, all of that. That's right. We, we are in D, all of that. Let them know. Yo, this is, this is dope. All the love from around the country. We appreciate you guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe um we'll say it again we see questions about offensive line once again the reports are that Chris Watt former NB player former NFL player and now Tulane offensive line coach has been contact contacted and given the first opportunity to join the staff as an O-line coach I'm not sure what Tulane's record is because I know Chip Long is there too because that was the connection Chip Long yeah. was there as the OC yeah so we'll see how that goes I saw somebody in the chat say that Kerry Cooks was possibly going out to USC no not Kerry Cooks but Dale Alexander possibly was out at USC as the tight ends coach I don't know I can't I haven't had a chance to confirm that but thank you for chiming in with that I got Rex Mikes. what's good y'all what's up fam we appreciate you John, chiming in with us. Um, absolutely. What you oh, call uh, hey, so I got yeah. Pierre saying we might have to have the lucky lefty cookout at the spring game.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a tent set up, we're gonna have a live oh, show, we're gonna no have doubt. food, we're gonna try some food, we're gonna have a good show there, and we want to do it in front of the stadium, man. It's just something showing love to the fans and showing love to you guys shouting us out. C Mac.
0: Yeah, I'll let you have this one, bro. Steve Burline. Hey, Steve Burline, and this is a true story. Steve Burline is the dude that made me a Notre Dame fan as I grew up. Right. Really? My first, my grandfather took me to Notre Dame games when I was like three years old. Right. So I was very well aware. But like when my love for the team and the program really started bubbling. It was like when I saw Tim Brown and Steve Berlin, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yep. this is my squad. This, yep. this is my squad. Yeah, hell yeah. So he said today that Tyler Buckner is going to be the Irish quarterback when team when the team returns to practices that Reeves wanted to change after
1: Hmm. I mean, shit, you better get started. You know, I think so – Oh, I- is he I- saying
0: I, – see, I, Mac? you're going to have to, like, go a little bit further. Are you saying that Tyler's going to be the starter – in the bowl game and the playoff game, let us know if that's what you're saying. What do you think about that, bro?
1: Well, I think if we,
0: you if called for that at the beginning of the year, so yeah,
1: I think it's way too late to just toss him out there now against a Georgia. I don't think that'll be good moving for his psyche in the next next spring and you know going into next year. So I hope they don't do that to that man, but I do think that if they're going to be serious about Tyler, they definitely need to have him more involved uh, in whatever game that we're playing next, especially if you want to give him some confidence going into spring, because you really want to solidify a quarterback to be running the show, or at least know he's got to be running the show heading into a spring where everybody's on their toes, trying to be able to, you know, catch up with Marcus Freeman. It's going to be a lot on his plate, but a, a very solid quarterback that's confident that can handle offense with Tommy Reese is what's going to hold that thing together and allow everything to really come through uh, pretty smoothly, especially make the fan base feel good about their choice, you know, since we chose this one uh, and get ready for Ohio state.
0: Tyler Evans. Malik was my favorite ND quarterback in the BK era. That goes (laughs) without
1: saying. That goes
0: without saying. That goes Um, without saying. Rex Mikes, I'm all about Heartline coming. Is that confirmed? No, that was somebody in the chat it's, that brought it's that It's not up.
1: confirmed, but we're speaking it into not existence. Confirmed.
0: I have, you know, I did reach out to some people as soon as I heard that. And the people I reached out to are connected to the Big Ten Network. And oh, okay. they would have an idea of what's really going on at Ohio State. So I'll sit back and be patient and wait to get confirmation before I just go gun ho. And say yo, that's the deal. If you guys have connections down in South Bend, let us know. Yeah. Hit the telephones, hit hit the DMs, inboxes, whatever, to find out if we can get a confirmation on that. Um uh, okay. D Rock Irish just threw this out there per 247. Marcus Freeman contacted his former teammate Brian Hartline from Ohio State. That's from Bucknuts, their website. So, if it's not Ohio
1: State fans are very, very accurate on their information. So, man, man, we
0: we really been because we had Cincinnati fans sweating because they thought they might lose their head coach. When Dayton down.
1: comes to Notre Dame, we just changed the landscape. Yo, we bring it something from Ohio State because we got those tiles. Bringing something from – Listen, when you got a Dayton man in charge, you're you going to be in the right spot. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. So, yeah. This is one of those things, man, the effect that you have for making a hire like this is, is reverberating to all schools around Notre Dame. And coaches pay attention to, you know, not just the players. There's coaches that, you know, want to want to coach with other coaches and how that network separately That's not talked about a lot. So Marcus Freeman's a hot ticket out there, man. So, you know, other coaches from different places might want to go and, and jump on that train as well.
0: OK, this is a question for me. I'm biased. I don't know why. I mean, I'm biased. Tracy Tipton, Sean. I have a question. Me and my buddies, six total. Who has the better deep ball, Malik or Kaiser? We are split three to three. Come on, come on.
1: So, come this
0: on. is this is what I'll tell you. Right?
1: What do they say about basketball players that shoot left-handed? Let's just say that.
0: So they it looks prettier. It looks prettier. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you. I'll give you your own homework. I'm biased. You know I'm going with my guy. It's without question. It's not even close. It's not even close. But I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. You go and watch the Texas game, and you watch the pretty ball he threw to Will Fuller. And then you go watch the Virginia game, and you watch that throw that was made to Will Fuller at the end of the game. And you tell me which one was pretty. That's it. That's it. That's That's it. it. You tell me which one. You tell me which one looked more effortless, and the other one looked like I'm giving it everything I got. It's coming from my toes. That's all I'm going to say.
1: That's right. Look, we make it look easy out there, man. You know, honestly, it's just one of those things where I think Deshaun had a really good ball, too. But I also know that he got a good ball watching me throw a lot of good balls. No,
0: Deshaun's ball, the ball he threw the wheel, stanford not understand against usc oh that was a post pattern when he beat a dory jackson that was i he that was a pretty ball yeah that That was a pretty ball
1: it was nice layup that was a pretty ball
0: you had some pretty balls against usc at the end of the 2014-15 that's what i'm saying
1: you could go compare throws
0: look yeah the tape is out there that's up for y'all to decide you might not want to watch that full game though Just get to right, some fans. Just go <laughs> to the fourth quarter. Just fast <laughs> forward to the fourth quarter. You might not want to watch that rendition. We be giving a, We gave a, we away a game the, the game too
1: fast. We gave away the game too fast. So <laughs> whatever. Anyway, it's a change. I do think now that uh, Lincoln Riley at SC and us going against SC this year with Lincoln Riley is going to be interesting. Hey, that's that's you, a that's a DB game right there.
0: You know I'm. You know I'm there now, right? Oh, yes. You know I'm there next year. Yes, have like I'm there in November. So we, yeah, I'm there. You have My to, Lincoln Riley, you know. And this is the thing I told, I told, I told the misses. I want the student. You know, I don't want to sit with you and the rest of Lucky Nation. I, we can chill outside, barbecue, grill, tailgate. When I go inside, you know, I have access to the student section on the USC side. That's why I'm DJ, a DJ.
1: Where the DJ is? Yeah, I'm
0: going to talk that ish. I'm going to talk that ish. I'm going to be petty as a grown man amongst 20-year-olds. I'm right. going to talk that ish. Like, yeah. I, don't, See, care is. I don't, care don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the coach is. We're about to bang on that. We about to bang oh, yeah, we,
1: we bring it. We really we really shaking down the thunder this year. next year? We living up to that. We shaking yeah. down the thunder. Every, yeah. every stadium, at home, we doing it. We crash, We're crashing that honeymoon. Oh, yeah, right? It's gonna be a honeymoon
0: season. They're gonna be in love with their new coach. We're crashing that last game of the season. We
1: love our new coach too. So now,
0: (laughs) oh man, that should be fun. Oh, Bob, I'm sorry to hear that, man, that you're dealing with that in your personal life in the chat. I don't want to put it up, but yo, everything's gonna be all right. Yes, we're super excited. And You have some, some some good things to think about to get your mind off of that. That's right. Oh my god, this is funny. That'll be dope. Invite the Ohio players to the spring game.
1: Yeah, we, um, might, we might bring them now.
0: Well, you we, talking about mamas, grandmamas? Everybody sure.
1: we already got Soul Food Fridays. You know, we good. really make the changes for the team. Team gonna enjoy the changes. It's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of culture to Notre Dame that uh that as much needed, a nice refresher.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Lucas Chapman, thank you so much. Malik, I love to know your honest perspective on what makes a healthy quarterback room. What were some of the issues that created risks allegedly between quarterbacks combined with fellow teammates and coaches?
1: Man, well, naturally it's a competitive environment, but you want to keep it competitive. And I think the way to do that is to be honest through your quarterback coach, your offensive coordinator, even your head coach on what the – what the role and the plan is for the room. It's this it's very counterproductive to just put guys that are ultra competitive in a position where only one guy can play and just say, all right, whoever makes it out last gets it. You know, I think there's it has to be a respect and a play and a plan put in place where you feel good enough to go out there and do your best knowing that it's going to count for something, but also know that. There's a there's a way that we're trying to go about it to develop you in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be it can be tricky because everybody's got their own personal opinion, but that's also come down to recruiting. You right. can't be lying to these kids in recruiting, especially your quarterback, because that is an extension of what you'll have on the field from you. So gotta keep it honest in the recruitment. That's where it starts. And then when it gets into the room, you treat it fairly, like you can even do it. Uh, from a numerical standpoint. I mean, in Florida, we kept numbers every day in camp just to visually see the the progress of what we were able to do. So I think um, many ways to do it, but the, the things that you can't have are indecisiveness by the decision makers on who's going out there and the non-committal or the non-commitment when you're already flipping back and forth on each guy because it just We've seen too many cases of it destroy the entire room and it affects your offense. You don't score a lot of points. So um, if you're thinking about having two different style of quarterbacks, then you need to really have a plan for it because having no offensive identity because you're flipping quarterbacks is, is, will get you fired. <laughs> Man, <thanks. laughs> but I think go ahead. right hire, you would be all right. No, go ahead. Finish up. Oh no. I was saying with the right hire, I mean, And having a guy like Marcus Freeman is probably going to give it to him straight And Tommy Mm -hmm. He's pretty straight up dude himself. So if anything, it's something to where if they do name a starter, a guy a starter, the the, the best that you can have is guys pushing him but also encouraging him to compete. Like when I was with Deshaun, I was going through it with Everett on the back and forth. I always told Deshaun that it's not about necessarily being the, the better person is more about when you get your chance, take advantage because you really don't control how this thing goes. You know, you've been right. there week and might want you in there somewhat somewhere different. So um with this situation with uh how we move forward the quarterbacks, I don't think Tommy's gonna have two guys going back and forth like we used to see And So that's no. that's a first change that should be made offensively.
0: Because he didn't like it as a player. I don't think no, he, I know he didn't like this. it as a yeah, that's, no, that's, the, that's the characteristic of Brian Kelly that's yeah. you that's just need
1: a limbo for your quarterbacks not good for his mental you know
0: yeah yeah Timmy Johns thanks so much for chiming in everybody out there make sure you subscribe make sure you hit the share the like button and hit that notification bell stay in tune with the lucky lefty podcast be a part of lucky lefty nation Timmy Johns says this has absolutely nothing to do with nothing right now at this point in time But if we're going to continue the lights out between third and fourth, everybody needs to be turning the screen on green. Yeah, you know, it's a great idea. I love it. It's hype. But, yeah, we still need to work on it just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. The mix of the music. And you have to give it time to catch on because I think, especially the fans that are going to be the driving force, and not just the fans; the students have to be the driving force behind it because they have to know how to react at certain times yeah. during that thing to make it hype. You yeah, know, I was at Soldier Field. I was actually at Soldier Field for the fourth quarter of you know Wisconsin, and you know as soon as it, you know uh, as soon as it hit and dropped, like everybody went red and white
1: knew. That's what it look, is. It's gotta be a distinctive moment in the game. Yeah. it gotta be a distinctive moment in the game. And it's gotta be something that is is everybody told at first is Florida. They did the, the lights and then they played the 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 what's one of them one of them classic songs. Right. But it's one of those things that everybody can get is not too hard for us. You know, we can spice it up. You know, Dang. I think this is a chance for us to, to think of something, establish new. something. Yeah, you know, and establish yeah, something. Maybe, new. maybe it's in the first quarter. You know, the to right. like, oh, everybody do touchdown, Jesus or something. You know, right. but <laughs> it's, it's a yo, chance for us to do something. Sweet. I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest,
0: man. Just as a college football fan, yo, it's it's like three things I always wanted to do as an observer and i wish i was on the field i'll tell you what those three things are of course one is running out to the notre dame fight some right but if i was going to run out behind somebody i want to run out behind lou Holtz. that's real i would want to run i would want, run, want to run out behind lou hoax because then we would we would have fought in the tunnel <laughs> i wanted to do all of that trash talk in the tunnel yeah, run out behind Lou Holtz. Pre-game speech from Lou Holtz. All of that. Want to experience that. The second thing I want to do. Please don't throw shade at me because I don't care what nobody anybody says. This was fire. Just yeah. for the culture. Just for the culture.
1: That's what culture I
0: Understand. Is. I'm a kid from the south side of Chicago. Right. It was hard on me growing up on the south side because I was surrounded by at that time starter jackets were popping. That back popping again.
1: They all yeah they come back in style like they back in style school.
0: now but I was surrounded by Georgetown started jackets and Miami hurt and Miami Miami Hurricane started jackets that's right because right? the culture that's what they gravitated that's to what they gravitated to hey man running out of that smoke in the Orange Bowl hey yo different that was different yo that that Orange Bowl was different yeah. That yeah. orange bowl, like you talk to former Notre Dame players about how the stands would literally be moving and rocking, and they talk about that environment. Yeah. So, Like you had to tip your cap, like, yo, that's dope. And do it. The last thing I would want to do, bro, that into Sandman of Virginia Tech is tough, bro
1: is it really I haven't, had a chance. I haven't had a chance
0: and i've never experienced it in person but like just the feel you get through the tv is like it's, it's pretty good okay okay okay, okay. okay. that's was, that was a real
1: distinctive too those are good
0: yeah and the t the t at tennessee is, is dope too
1: yeah the t at tennessee is pretty
0: that good of the band opens up that the t at tennessee is dope too so let us know Like, if you guys had anything that you saw as an observer, just a lover of college football as you would love to experience, let us know. Those are my top three.
1: Straight up. Those are my
0: top three. Atlanta's in the house. We appreciate you. Yes, Heartline coming from OSU would definitely put this staff and this recruiting staff on a totally different level. Uh, Let's see. South Bend checking in. Does Cal play if we make the playoffs? Yes. I, I think he does. I think we both oh, yeah. play.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyle's going to play. I mean, you would want to, right? I feel like you would want to. <laughs> yeah. This is not no regular game. This is part of my playoffs.
0: Once again, Coleman Smith, we see the O line coach. Once again, we said it earlier. That opportunity has been given to Chris Watt, who's an O-line coach at Tulane, who's a GA assistant at Notre Dame. He was out of Tulane with Chip Long, former OC at Notre Dame. He's been given the opportunity to come back. And we've also been told that Harry Heastan might have some input as some type of consultant as well. So yeah, that's all we have right now. let's see tyler evans that's what's up i'm ready for nb versus usc yeah. right now baby game of the
1: year, name of the year
0: yeah yeah that
1: that's might right. be the game for us to get in the playoffs
0: i got michael johnson what's up mike where you been bro yeah man we've been, been waiting on you, you in a couple of podcasts
1: that's right we've been waiting on you brother
0: no doubt. what's up, lucky lefty nation? What's up with you, fam? Yeah, we here with it. Thank you. Drew St. Blaze. I'd actually like to see Kelly win a couple of decent games so they don't run with the Notre Dame has an easy schedule. Look, man, there's a lot of narratives that have been put out there about Notre Dame. We can get rid of the easy schedule. Um, Notre Dame needs to join a conference. All of that, look, all, that, all of that stems from jealousy, point yeah. one. Especially, I can understand maybe ten to fifteen years ago when the conferences were really starting to expand, and they were getting that TV money. After Oklahoma sued the NCAA to have TV rights, that led to like conference television, Longhorn, Longhorn Network stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I can see like feeling like Notre Dame needs to get with the trend and join a conference, but now when every industry, yeah, is more yeah. beneficial for you to be independent. I mean, just look at the music industry. Hey, yeah. The majors, no one cares about the major labels anymore. Not really. Nobody's going major. You know, all these artists can sit at home with their laptop, their MacBook, record their own music, and distribute it. That's what they do out here in L.A. And keep their keep their money. Yeah, book their own shows. That's right. And make their own money and own their own masters. And at this point, it's fruitless to expect Notre Dame to do anything different in this.
1: Yeah, we we, we would never. Why would we go backwards? Give up our own money and share for who? For what? It's a national brand for one more game on the on the schedule. No yeah, joke.
0: the heck out of here. No, I'm not about to share my money with Rutgers.
1: But are we, you are, we are. But playing Ohio State first game of the season—that's that's our conference championship. That's Yo, we-
0: if you sit down, sit down with Ohio State, I guarantee you they will tell you like, "Yo, it real talk, the sixty-five million we get, it's cool." But man, ruckus is trash.
1: Yeah, like well, I football I say
0: brand is trash, trash, and the fact that they're they're getting money off of us.
1: No, yeah, and yeah, what
0: actually. we and the brand that we are that holds up the big 10 and holds that's up the right. standard that's, that's right. i'm telling you that's how they really feel Oh yeah absolutely absolutely so it's like man you know we need to divvy this up by how you finish yep. <laughs> right
1: that's exactly how it needs to be how you finish
0: how you finish you first place in the big 10 you get the biggest cut that's you it second place you get a little lesser cut if you ruckers Man, we'll give you about ten million,
1: though. That's that's what I'm saying. Rutgers got to fight for some wins and get some money, man. That's just how yeah. it Because
0: what they- are you really bringing? You're not bringing TV ratings.
1: Uh, not at all.
0: At all. And I know they brought you into the conference because of the New York market. Mm-hmm. No one's checking for Rutgers.
1: Hey, they checking for us though in South Bend. Oh,
0: absolutely. All they over the world. For us in South Bend. All over the world. That's what Ludacris said. <laughs> all doing it all over the world. Hey,
1: we might we might hear some Ludacris in the game this time. <laughs> in the stadium during the game, we might hear some of it.
0: Oh man, you got Michael Johnson said, Malik, that brown water looks good, my man. Yes, sir. I'm
1: gonna go get you some
0: some, some of that. Uh, some people might call it a little moonshine, if you will. Moon. <laughs> no you know,
1: whiskey. This is going to get you through that next season just right. you want to celebrate the right way with these uh, victories for Notre Dame, a real national championship run, celebrate that with that lucky lefty bourbon. Get you right. First quarterback, you really got a real bourbon, huh?
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Keegan McLaughlin and also Drew St. Blaze, both of you are correct. You know, Chip Long early in the season, Tulane went into Oklahoma and almost op- upset the Sooners. Early in the season, Chip Long was calling it a fantastic, fantastic game. Absolutely, Absolutely. but you know fantastic Oklahoma doesn't have a defense. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, yeah, you can listen to the Chris Zorich's interview with Marcus Freeman, also uh, the Irish Breakdown interview with Marcus Freeman. Absolutely. Why are
1: we not getting Marcus? Hold on, man. We well.
0: oh these no no these happened like back when he came. Wait a we, weren't, we weren't even a podcast yet,
1: bro. We're a podcast now, and he's still there. Oh, even oh, better.
0: Hold on. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time.
1: We don't got. Hello, time.
0: I mean, unless you got the back phone, Dayton. <laughs> I mean, you got to connect the Mickens and, and, and the new head coach.
1: And people in the comments got to connect for us. We're gonna get. We're gonna get Marcus Freeman on here and get him a good a proper celebratory congratulations,
0: Mister Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, that's right. Nineteen seventy. the You and Jordan Cornett.
1: Get yeah, on. We, had, we opened up the door. We opened up the door for him. I tell you, I had to go through all the hard stuff. So when Marcus Freeman came in, they was like, oh, this is what we needed. We've been waiting on it.
0: Oh, now, see, I didn't hear anything about this, but it doesn't shock me. You know, he had been talking to USC and LSU for weeks. Maybe he had committed to the LSU job weeks ago. It doesn't, you know, if he was recruiting for LSU before that, it's kind of hard to do that because how do you tell a kid you're recruiting for LSU and that doesn't get out? Well, Something if he, like he was also,
1: I mean, you know, Coach Kelly, I wouldn't put it past him. Let's put it like that.
0: Yeah, he might have had the LSU staff targeting certain players, but I don't think he was on the phone talking to players himself.
1: Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I think that I think it's interesting that you know it's hard to put anything past him. So all of this seems possible <laughs> at this point. Every day, every day, it comes out something else, a little more greasier that he might have done, might have not have done. But Coach Kelly's always going to put himself in the position to make the shot calls himself. Yeah. And this was no different. And so I honestly think he'll have a pretty good season down there at LSU due to the fact that he's going to be consistent with what he does and he's going to cultivate a good program enough to be consistent enough or on a foundation of an eight to nine game, maybe 10-game season. Yeah. And ride out as a consistent head football coach. Maybe not the best in the world, but definitely not the worst. Just a consistent football coach, and that's something to be proud of.
0: I got Tom Balork says there may be 50K at the spring game. I'm just saying,
1: they're gonna have to open up the stadium more because they, they usually do half, but this one it might, be, it might be a first game for you. Oh,
0: Yo, like we just need to go open up like a hot dog stand just for next year.
1: Straight up, it's yeah. gonna be so amp. Yeah, it's hotels are probably already booked up.
0: Yo, just man, but man, I need to look into real estate, dude, and maybe get an Airbnb for next season it's just terrible. to rent out. That's right, you do have to think about it. Cause I know the tickets are gonna be crazy. Crazy. People are gonna need somewhere to stay. Y'all let me know what that uh South Bend real estate is looking like. Let me know what it's looking like. I get like a three-bedroom, two bath. Miss that up? bad fill out.
1: We're gonna get we're gonna get it right. We're gonna get it right.
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so you see right there in the comments, I did put fashion geek website right there alonzojackson.com or just oh, get search that. fashion geek no and as always featuring a Nora whiskey go to a that premium american whiskey so yo what are you what are you using with what are you eating it eating when you uh are you doing the shots or are you sipping because you can this do right both. here
1: this right here is an everyday drink. So you can drink it a shot. You can drink it straight up with ice, with some little mixer, whatever you want. You're gonna get that right taste. It's better if you have it straight because you'll forget that it's alcohol. So this is something that's good when you want to put in a little bit of everything and a whole bunch, a whole lot of lot of things. So man, I really enjoy it and I know you would too. Go get you some.
0: Yo, love your name. Dro Lagooner down here in Houston. Thanks for checking in down in the dirty H Town. You know what I'm saying? Where they love to do everything slow, ghost walk the cars. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. That's what's up. We yeah. have a lot of really good players that come from predominantly black suburbs like Missouri City, Missouri City, and Humble. I believe I believe Notre Dame has had a couple of linebackers from Humble, Texas, especially under Bob Davie because he came from Texas A&M and he had that connection. So mm-hmm. Bob Davie definitely had players from down there. I believe that's an untapped market that Freeman could find talent.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. You know, we definitely talked about that. Just the 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 perception of Notre Dame changes to a recruit because Marcus Freeman's the head coach, because he's young, because they're probably thinking this is an off-brand hire. This is something I can probably get behind. On top of it being an elite school, I think it it just the the the, the bundle package that yeah. you get with Directv just got better. So. It's more attractive at this point now than an Ohio State. It's more attractive than a possibly an Alabama if you want something new and upcoming. And it puts you in that rank of a fun team like an Ohio State and a Clemson to where not only are you getting those looks, but you also getting the, the back end of a career outside of football potentially. I know it was easy slam dunk for Brian Kelly, but this may even be easier slam dunk for Marcus Freeman.
0: Facts, facts, facts. We'll take a quick pause. We'll get back to some of your comments and questions. But one of the topics we wanted to get at is that we wanted to talk about what's the next step in the development of Tyler Buckner. And is Tyler Buckner someone that can, that can kind of like eliminate that's being a step away from a national championship? It's two things you can become, right? You can be a great – you can win national championships with great – college quarterbacks, and you can win national championships with franchise NFL quarterbacks. You can do it both ways, right? Joe Burrow, NFL franchise quarterback. Tim Tebow, great college Mm -hmm. quarterback, right? So you can win both ways. So I know we might want that NFL Trevor Lawrence type, Deshaun Watson type. But if this staff can develop, can identify and develop a great college quarterback, you can win a national title with that particular player as well. And look, I know a lot of people might say, well, Ian Book, no, Ian Book wasn't a great college quarterback. He was a good college quarterback. He was really good, yeah. But he, he wasn't a great. Yeah, he wasn't a great difference maker college. Quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean he's hard to, you know, he wasn't Lamar Jackson or a, no. of an impact. Yeah. That's that's what we're talking about. But now I will say this. Tyler
0: does believe, I, I believe this. And then I'm gonna let you ride because you can speak on this better than anybody. I do believe that when Tyler walks on the field, he feels like he's the best player on the field. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's the way he approaches when he runs, he feels like He's better than everybody else out there. So that's that's a good trait to have.
1: One of the things I learned about him early when I was with him at Elite 11, he's definitely had the confidence about it and that he plays with confidence. I think it's a little unnatural how he moves and stuff because he runs a little bit too hard for me. That's just my personal opinion. But he definitely gives it a 100% because he feels like he knows he's the best player. I mean, you look at his high school tape. I mean, he's trying to run kids over and – Type of crazy. so he hasn't changed, you know. It clearly hasn't changed, he's still trying to run kids over and get hamstring injuries. But I think for him, it's not even at this point knowing that he's the best player, it's more about uh taking a development step, challenging himself on uh developing the offense under Tommy Reese and getting things that he really likes. When you're when you know you're a full time starter and you know you're going to be out there. It's time to get serious, man. So it's time to get your calls that you like. It's time to get your your play sequences that you like to follow up after and really invest in breaking down defenses and, and you know, falling in love with the game. A lot of the time what I dealt with outside of that year where I was fully starting was just a bunch of BS trying to fake outdo another guy from that perception. You waste a lot of time. He doesn't really develop you like you need to. Yeah. But him knowing that he's a starter and having that – vote of confidence from the coaching staff around him. is very good now for him to get in that film room and actually get something out of it. It's hard to do that when they're like, all right, I mean, I understand that you're doing it, but let me just give you a bunch of day one read option plays. It doesn't allow you to be a 30-win quarterback like an Ian Book. You know, I think he does have more physical talent than Ian. Yeah. But it has to be cultivated like Ian got a chance to cultivate his talent. We saw Ian reach his potential. How often have you ever seen that in Coach Kelly's era? Never. So for him to be the one to do that, and it happened because he wasn't dealing with a lot of extra P.S. Right. (laughs) He was able to play 30 games without looking over his shoulder. So that's what's going to help Tyler if they're taking that route and letting him be the guy and Flex be the guy. And if we do that, which I wish we should have started with this year, then we'll be able to be all right, man. I think he has a chance. Do I think he's – Do I see him just right now as a national championship quarterback? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, maybe, but obviously there's a lot more to develop and improve in this next season.
0: So let's go to the running back situation, which for me, I would say an easy yes, the difference makers. Are they there? Is, you know, with Logan Diggs, Chris Tyree, Aldrick Estame, and, um, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank the uh the young man that'll be coming in next year that pretty much they might even bump him up to a five star with the season that he's had his name is skipping my mind it's right on the tip of my tongue but you guys type it in because you know who I'm talking about uh Price I think his last name is Price mm. I forget his first name um yeah is that a difference maker running back one Nah, i think we'll have a i think
1: we'll see the true talent of what we have on our offense in terms of you see guys that you may not know about but you'll know this year coming up yeah you got to say we got to see those glimpses from the running backs throughout this year and you know we got horses in the stable i just say it like that we got horses in the stable they all can bring something different i know i'm a big fan of audrey i just like how the man look you know i think he's gonna be a bruiser He's got some talent to him. I really do like what Diggs is showing because I, he's running like he's not a big back, but he's a big back. So oh, yeah. that's always exciting to look at. And just the the – it'll be a good, bad problem for that running back coach to know who to give carries more to. Maybe I think Logan Diggs probably might be – him and Aldrick might be volume carriers. So you got to kind of find the in-between of – when do you need that and when you don't need it and when you throw in a Chris Tyree every now and again or something. So that's a offensive coordinator problem that Tommy's got to deal with, but he's going to be picking out of a hat with a lot of, a lot of product out of it. So I think he'll have a good chance of making the right or making Tyler's job easier.
0: I got Caesar. before we continue Caesar, What's up new subscriber, man. Thank you for chiming in listening from, Listen from the minutes that I'm driving back home. My commute is much better here. Hey, that commute in Los Angeles is. Hey, bro, let me tell you it's something. It's a real. I, the only reason I rent a car when I'm coming to Los Angeles is to go out during the day. That's it. I don't do. I don't do that, and I always stay downtown. I always find me a nice Airbnb downtown. Yeah, and. I can walk to the state houses.
1: Less driving as possible.
0: Yes, I do.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to stay a little four mile radius once you get comfortable.
0: You know, I don't. I don't mess around with that LA traffic, man. That's yeah,
1: you waste, waste your whole trip.
0: So Deion Cozy, Lorenzo Styles Jr. Um, they lose Jordan Johnson. Two guys that you two big big receivers, tall and big. Physical, speedsters. I can definitely see them being difference makers. I can. I and think we'll is.
1: have. I think we'll have a change and go less uh moving forward. I think we'll have less bigger receivers. In my own opinion, I think we'll recruit more, more variety. I think we we'll recruit more of a smaller type of receiver. I think the days of the EQs and the Miles Boykins and even Chase. I think those are more of the forefront i think that styles more of a kj stefferson is more of what we'll probably end up going to Hmm. i like the cj williams kid i think he's
0: that was like one of the
1: biggest waste of
0: talents ever at notre dame i'm gonna keep it real Was who stefferson when he he played i I swear it felt like every time he played he caught a touchdown
1: so i think Stepherson would do really well under marcus freeman Mm. they will have the support. You, now you're tapping into something. I don't think that he could have, I maybe mean, he didn't, but I think it was hard for him to operate on an independent level like that under a guy like Kelly who ain't going to give you nothing. <laughs> Kelly ain't going to help you like that. So Marcus Freeman, I think a relationship would have helped KJ better. Mm-hmm. And with Marcus Freeman, he probably, we probably would have seen more of him out there and, and probably in a better position himself.
0: Yeah, because K.J. was – he was just one of those dudes that, I swear, if he had three snaps, he, one of them definitely would be a touchdown. <laughs> this dude had three snaps and scored a touchdown. Like I said, every time he stepped on the field, I remember that big uh... – Now I'm going to keep going. Offensive line. Now, this, man, that's one of the units that I'm very excited about, especially depending upon who comes back, who coaches. Is Harry Heestand involved? The current crop that's coming in from this recruiting class, I really think in the next one to two years, you're going to be back to what we expect at Notre Dame from an offensive line.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're getting Easton and Watt and, uh, back in the saddle overnight, Overnight, because the yeah. first is all five of them linemen. Blake Fisher going to know what it's like to have four other brothers. Yeah. And he's going to be with them everywhere they go. And that's just the start of what made us so good is that them boys was really one person. how <laughs> people moving is one. So that's. I know that's what we can expect with an offense line directed in some way by Harry Houston. I know Chris Watt knows what it's like to do that. And those guys have the game plan on how to do that. I think that's just going to turn the team around quick and we won't have to be in midseason talking about what we learned in the spring or something.
0: Yeah, shout out to D-Rock. Iris, who said that Matt Freeman from Iris Sports Daily is reporting that uh, Coach Mike Elson stopped in to check-in on Berkeley Prep, Florida defensive end, commit P.I. Keeley today. Ohio State, of course, when everything's going in, tried to sneak in the back door and off of him. Like they hadn't even offered the kid. All of a sudden, Brian Kelly leaves, and here they come. Nah, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. Hey, here's something for you, bro.
1: Kelly going to try. He's scratching for everything. You know, he's scratching for something.
0: Yeah, here you go. Tyler Evans, Malik, what made you go to Notre Dame and your favorite Notre Dame moment?
1: Man, I, honestly, my favorite Notre Dame moment
0: was coaching girls' intramural flag football.
1: That was fun. It was fun because uh, it gets the stress off, man. And you know, girls, they pay attention way more than, than guys do. So they really invested in trying to learn how to run routes. <laughs> and, and girls are real snarky. So they trying to compete their ass off and talk stuff. Pretty entertaining coaching with girls. So, uh, top, that was one of my top ones. What, what made me go to Notre Dame was uh, it, for me, I wanted to be the best. And being a black quarterback in Notre Dame, if I was just halfway decent, I know I could take that and, 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 and expose what I wanted to prove to myself was that I could really be good on, on a personal level. So yeah. at the time, Notre Dame just came off national championship, Gunner Kill just committed, number one, number one, all that stuff. Right. So I felt like if I went and I started, I mean, there's no way I couldn't be the best at that point. So. That's what got me there, and then what my favorite moment was was probably just being able to win with the guys I've been training with getting to that point. So that LSU game, a lot of the teammates that were playing, I was working with in the background, getting ready, and uh, it, it definitely had me tear up, man, to see, uh, to see me be able to distribute the ball to those guys because I always used to talk stuff about how I'll be able to, you know, get y'all the touchdowns and stuff and then doing it. And That's where CJ comes in, man. CJ, he uh, he was my he was our second team, uh, coming up through the ranks of running back and stuff at, with me. But that was my only guy I had out there in the practice and stuff. So anytime i be in team, I'll be like, All right, CJ, you all I got, so I'm throwing it to you, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> lo and behold, what happened the first spring game, the only touchdown of the game was me to CJ. Right. <laughs> And so by the time we got to start and play together in 2015, we looked really good. And, and it just wasn't a surprise. So that was, you know, some of my top uh, favorite moments.
0: That's what's up. Pierre says, Lou Holtz is the reason he's been a fan since the 80s from watching the motivational film when he was at Arkansas. Uh, I got <laughs> Drew Sabelet said, you get smoked in Chi-Town with that G-Town starter back in the day. I wouldn't. Yeah. I had some cred.
1: God, they take jackets too serious, man. Yeah. They can be fresh no yeah. more without yeah. being danger.
0: I had some cred, so I, I was cool. And mm-hmm. uh I really never bought a starter jacket.
1: Really? I, didn't
0: want, I didn't want one. No, I was just like, I've never been one of those dudes that everybody's doing it. So I do it. Like, you if everybody's
1: like, easy, doing it,
0: like if everybody was liking the same girl in high school nah i'm not on that i'm about to go find this diamond in the rough no oh, straight and up that's, that's the way that's I always, you
1: gotta be that's how you be a fashion forward
0: yeah yeah that's the way i always look that's the way i always thought about it hey somebody's reporting that chris watt is looking for a place in south bend as we speak
1: yeah, buy the airbnb because you know you probably of <laughs> money this season
0: <laughs> hey you know that condo on eddie street that brian kelly had is up for sale so man it's
1: crazy he's building a house out there and now he man you know he got property so he'd be all right
0: man he that that was an investment he built the house to sell it <laughs> No,
1: because the market's a seller's
0: market right now he oh straight up he probably made money on it especially if they built it underneath budget I don't know how true that is, but Pierre, you know, I don't know if he was joking, but that's just something he put out there. Pete Bob, you're right. People are jealous that we don't need a conference. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, man, I'm excited for this season, man. Your boy
0: Drew Saint Blaze said he respects Rutgers. Yeah, but Ohio State doesn't. Like you can respect Rutgers all you want to,
1: but. I was talking to a Michigan State guy today. He said the only reason why they really don't like Michigan is because Michigan don't think about them. They think about Ohio State, and they mm. take that disrespectfully. Ohio State, don't now they care maybe about Michigan now, but they ain't cared about Michigan in a while. So, Ohio State has no competitor right now.
0: Yo, that is breaking news. Um, crazy. Bronco Mendenhall has stepped down. At the University of Virginia,
1: that's unfortunate, man.
0: I think he's a good coach.
1: Virginia's a hard program to resurrect now. Hopefully, it's not,
0: hopefully, it's not um health related. Uh, hopefully, it's just a difference of direction and he'll get back into coaching because I think he's a really good coach. The job he did at BYU, and you know. I think the job he's done at virginia
1: no oh, straight up
0: he's just a really good coach that's just my personal opinion which is crazy man because literally if brennan armstrong doesn't get hurt they're probably in the in the uh, acc championship game and that dude that's just the way it goes man
1: so way college football goes uh if
0: Brennan Armstrong doesn't get hurt he's in the ACC championship game against Wake Forest and no oh, chance to go to a really good bowl game
1: yeah no doubt
0: and then people are still asking was Kelly recruiting for LSU indirectly maybe
1: maybe he probably told him you know wait till the end of the year to commit or something you know
0: a crazy boy uh thank you for chiming in the stuff for heartline has been uh 247 bug nuts the website confirmed that uh former teammate brian hartline marcus freeman's former teammate did reach out to ask him to join the staff at notre dame so So what do you think about, we talked about the offensive line. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Let's go to the secondary. um, We thought Cam Hart coming into the season could be what he ended up being for this team as far as a number one cornerback with Clarence Lewis, Tariq Bracey, the youngsters we saw come on, Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson late in the season, and definitely the recruiting class which has a really good, if they can, you know, Devin Moore might be gone, but if they hold on to the rest of the DB commits, you know, how do you see this DB room in one or two years? Is it national title level?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Cam Hart, the thing I like about Cam Hart is that now with how the position is of the team, I think he's going to be in a leadership position going into next year for those recruits coming in that are his guys. Coach Freeman's really going to lean on him on Mm -hmm. that aspect, which is going to make his game better. I think he's going to smooth out his game. He's going to make a lot more plays next year, being smarter, more have more experience and he's going to be a leader. You know, I think if anything, what I would want to see at the end of the spring and heading into the summer is who are the, who are the pop out guys that are going to be on Marcus Freeman's first first team like who are the leaders who are the captain's going to be who are the standout players going to be because you're losing a guy like uh kyron williams who you know is mr do everything and 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 you're losing a michael mayer who is also a do everything type of guy so I'm filling in those holes of who's going to be the next guy and who are the players that are going to pop this season i think it's important to establish that in the summer yeah because When you hit the season, you gotta want you really want to get rolling, especially with a tough game being Ohio State first.
0: Uh oh, shout out to Michael Johnson. I see that comment. What's up with Jaden McGee he's from Naperville, Illinois? He's from Naperville. He goes to Naqua Valley out in the suburbs. Uh McCaw Valley, he's about six one. I give him six feet. He's about two ten athlete, wide receiver, running back. They put him in a quarterback, does a little bit of everything. Fast, shifty, quick, more than straight line speed, quick. Like can make you miss, Yeah, you know, catch a uh, screen pass, and next thing you know, it's a seven-yard touchdown. And he was doing that as a freshman. So he's really young, got put up on the varsity level really early, made a difference. They had a really good scheme. They're out there in the tough division. Uh, out there with the uh, Naperville, Downers Grove, those teams, some very competitive football out there. So he goes up against really good competition. And um, he's just going to be a really good kid. He's going to be a really good kid. He reminds me of the kid that Notre Dame missed out that ended up going it's so funny because uh, this kid went to, what is his name, of Lincoln Way. Mm. Lincoln Way East. Uh, it came down in between, I believe, Alabama, Michigan, and Notre Dame. He chose to go to uh, Michigan. He ended up scoring the first touchdown for Michigan last week in that game. AJ Henning, AJ Henning,
1: AJ, okay, cool.
0: AJ Henning, and he's the same, he's the same type of athlete, mm-hmm. same type of athlete. You can put him in the backfield, split him out, put him in the slot, but just give him the ball, get him the ball, and he'll make things happen. He's a similar athlete to A.J. Henning, but he's probably a little bit tall. Yeah. A little bit, because A.J. is really like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's about 6'1". I'll give him 6'1", with some more time to grow, because he's class of 2023. And he plays good competition. So definitely a recruit that Notre Dame needs to uh, sink their teeth into. Yeah. absolutely. He's a really good player. And the Quad Valley was a good team. This year, but they had two of their, I think their team captain and also another player uh, actually went to the uh, World concert mm. and both of those young kids died. So it was like a tragedy, like in the midst of their season and their run for a state t- title. And they, you know, the team tried to recover and make it through the playoffs. But, you know, yeah, it was, it something like that, it was really tough losing two football players young guys for that tragedy uh let's see in south bend norfolk norfolk virginia checking in all right until then the linebackers this is something we tapped on if you go and listen to any breakdown preview wrap up you know, we were up and down in how we viewed the linebackers this year because we weren't. We were upset with some of the fits in certain games, but consistently we were worried about them sideline to sideline.
1: Yeah, sideline to sideline,
0: and making plays in space and tackling. And we saw that kind of against USC and North Carolina. We saw how teams could take advantage of the linebackers and the safeties in space.
1: Yeah, and, I, and that's something that I don't think is going to be a worry moving forward, due to recruiting, due to guys getting more comfortable in the defense, and due to wanting to play for your coach. I think this is the first time guys that are that are at Notre Dame are like, man, I'm really inspired to to, to play well for Coach Freeman and and really lock in and see the bigger picture. And I think that's going to make the defense especially more encouraging. Linebackers going to take more of a leadership role, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hopefully some of our more talented players are the the Joe Schmitz and the Kyle Hamiltons in that linebacking group uh, where they're, you know, directing, but they're also making plays like Jalen Smith as well. Yeah.
0: And we just ended up, I think we're confident. I know we're both confident in the line, especially if Isaiah Foskey comes back, Isaiah Foskey is going to be a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: Isaiah Foskey definitely, we talked about that. I think this is set up good for him to come back. You know, defensive head coach, you know they're going to be right on him, and they're going to make sure that he gets his numbers. I feel like this is the perfect setup for him to be in. He's going to develop.
0: Yeah.
1: He's going to be in a comfortable situation where he can grow the right way and get the numbers. He really needs to solidify himself. And Coach Freeman's gonna put him in some good some positions to do that as well.
0: And shout out
1: to Jason
0: Beddocks. Jadorian so Price is the young man that's coming into the running back room that's having a monster season. People are talking about he possibly might get bumped up to a five star. Jadorian Price, he's gonna be added to the talent that's already there. And uh yeah. Even if even if Kyron decides, more than likely Kyron's going pro more than likely.
1: Sure, you've been, you got too many carries now. Sure. Yeah,
0: so that's plenty of talent in that running back room. I see a question for you. Oh, here it is. Brian Kahn, Malik, do you think Butler should have started and played a few games this year to be more ready going into next year? Don't want the first game to be a deer in headlights situation at the horseshoe.
1: Definitely, we would say that all season he should have been playing. I think he should have been starting If that, But, you know, with Coach Kelly and how he's made the moves he's had made, I think this was something that he wasn't fully wanting to commit on anyway because he felt like he probably wasn't going to be there. So he just treated it just to be able to get through the season and and use guys when he needs them to get through each game if he needed to. I don't think it helped Tyler develop in the right way. I think it all depends on how the spring is carried. Is he going to be treated like a starter day one? Or are you going to open up the competition? If you got him guessing by summer and splitting reps by towards the end of camp, it's going to be a tough first game in the shooting.
0: Yeah, that's a tough venue to play. Yeah. But, you know, I think if – But I think I think he's walking into – I think he's walking into the horseshoe with some studs at running, running back and, and a really good offensive line. Like –
1: He's going to have to throw that thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's going
0: to throw the pill, but he's going to have some weapons, though. Michael he's Mayer
1: still it. be here. He's going to have some weapons. Just the environment itself, the first game, there's a lot, a lot into it. I think it is going to be important for him, like we talked about earlier, to really dive into developing what it week-to-week looks like on yeah. breaking down a defense, knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at. That's always something that you want to continue to get better on because that's the stuff that realistically helps you in a football game. There's one thing to know the plays and go in there and run hard as hell. But then there's another thing about winning the game and, and having the game plan and executing to get you there too.
0: So here's one for you, bro. Do we, this, five seconds. is real quick. There you go. You read it.
1: You might get better or you might quit Where he's staying at Watts. So that's all it is with that. That's all he gets. He ain't got no choice, I tell you that. He ain't gonna put that product on the field next year, though. (laughs) They won't allow him to do that.
0: That's all he gets from us. Travis Chapman chiming in. Thank you. Malik, truly one of the best talents in the football has seen. Miss you, bud.
1: Hey, miss y'all boys too, man. Look, we're gonna be back, back before you know it, back and black, you know.
0: Yeah, I think we brought up Chris Tyree in the running back room, didn't we? Yeah. Uh UIW Swimmer had to come and come on and give Sean the same love I give my IB guys. I appreciate it, man. Straight up. Same fam, same family. All the love we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Nah, I think Coach Martin made Gunner transfer. I think you know, I, I literally I stepped on the campus about Coach a month. Chuck. Coach Chuck was, on, Chuck was on him like that. Chuck just wasn't, you know. Coach Martin, a crazy guy, man. He ain't he ain't messing around. So I think Gunner <laughs> wanted some five star treatment, and Coach Martin is not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner, because Gunner was a local kid, right? Indiana. Yeah, but Gunner down you
0: know, to LSU.
1: That's when, you know, this before the news media really blew you up as a high school football player. And he was one of the first to really get blown up like that.
0: We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Oh man. We got so many comments, bro. Everybody chiming in. Uh, Kai, yes. What do you think about that one, bro? Michigan will lose this
1: weekend. I ain't worried about no Michigan, man. I just, even if they win the whole thing, I don't think they're that good. But they did beat Ohio State. I think the code helped them a lot. I think they're a better team than who they're going to be playing, so they should win. But we can't put it past Michigan if they lose either.
0: i can tell you one thing. Well, you tell me the truth, because you know me. I get disrespectful, so keep me balanced you know i'll immediately i will immediately call their defensive backs trash oh but was it that the or is it that or is ohio does ohio state just have really good wide receivers because i'm watching that game and i'm like if it's not snowing
1: if it's not snowing, the game is a it's like Michigan State was. Yeah. I really think, you know, you got a kid from the Calabasas, CJ Stroud, throwing in below temperature. He ain't used to that. You damn near got to have it in your genetics to be able to take that type of code. It probably felt like he was throwing a real Thanksgiving turkey. He probably wouldn't even feel like a football out there. He was throwing a frozen turkey out there. And it just made it a little harder for him to operate. And he was probably a little uncomfortable. I mean, you watch our state defense, they did not want to tackle. <laughs> And that's rare. You usually see Ohio State teams want to tackle. They was not physical that day, and it it proved to be their downfall.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Next week, it seems like the decision is coming from Xavier and Womka. And his dad has always been Notre Dame, Ohio State, Iowa. All right? And I think from what we've heard, his parents, his mom, prefers Notre Dame. Now, let's try to finish up – would you consider spencer rattler in transfer portal bro yeah
1: i would i think he would fit in great with marcus freeman i think he would be shoot you talk about a dangerous team i book us for a championship we get spencer and i think it would be a great mental space for him to for spencer to be with marcus freeman um marcus freeman wouldn't let a lot of that stuff fly It spencer's probably a lot more humble so I don't know if the fans would like him. I know Spencer, so I would definitely love him there. Shoot, even hire me on there to just uh, you know help you work out or whatever. But uh, I do think that uh, it's cool to see him. Hopefully, get another chance out there. Honestly, here you go, bro. As we get ready to wrap this up,
0: Bronx Indy family, do you have any aspirations to coach? You sound like a coach.
1: Marcus Freeman called me today. I go, but. You know, I coached a little high school this year. And it was great. I love high school coaching. Um, but you know, I always know I can play. So if I can't play, i coach or I can't coach or play, I'll act like I can do it.
0: <laughs> uh let's see. This question here is up in the air. Stephen Hegerty he says, Good evening, guys. How many scholarships does Indy have to offer? Uh, I think right now I know they have spots open for Sonny Styles. And Wampka and one more slot, I think they were at 21. I don't even know if they really wanted to max that out. And with, they're going to be transfers from the roster yeah, at the end of the season. So Absolutely. that will open up scholarships, and then you'll get some transfers coming in. So 22, 23 might be the max, and they might save those for the next year which is a premium year, really, and especially out West
1: when it comes to recruits. 100%. I'm excited, man. This is a good step forward for Notre Dame, and you know we'll have a lot to talk about with this off season, for sure. Yo, Brian Kahn chimes in and says he's from Massillon, Ohio? Massillon, yeah, that's incredible. Massillon? is the first, one of the biggest indoor stadiums probably in the Midwest for a high school team. Beasley says, "What if?" I'm assuming you're
0: talking about Pine beats him out. That's the people's champ, boy. People,
1: that's the people's champ, boy. That's Rocky. People, man, they pull for Drew Pine, boy. Man, that stuff works for Coach Kelly and that type of crowd. Marcus Freeman is looking in Detroit.
0: Like Drew Pine is. If we Drew Pine
1: is the perfect. Drew yeah. Pines, I think if Drew went to uh, Illinois. If Drew, probably, if Drew went to a Wake Forest, you know, ACC type of yeah. team, he'd yeah, yeah. be Louisville, you know. I think Drew he's not bad, but yeah, but we're trying to, we're trying to win national yeah, championships. Yeah. Is Drew Pines a national championship quarterback? All right, let's take a national championship quarterbacks. Yeah, see yeah, a Mac Jones. Is he a Trevor Lawrence a Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson a Cam Newton a <laughs> Jameis Winston? Is he a shit? A Miguel Roy? A Tua? A Jalen Hurts? Is he yeah. any of that? if he is any of that, then maybe. But you know, it's it's not easy winning the college football national championship. Now, I'm not saying that he can't do well any at a whatever but i'm just saying for this team we're looking for a slam dunk you're right
0: yeah gunner did trans he transferred to Cincy. wow the irony what did wait a minute i know lsu was involved in that somewhere was he originally committed
1: to lsu he committed decommitted he like 15 times
0: right right and once again If Notre Dame can get a franchise quarterback, we thank you, 20JP. Look out. It's really not about a franchise quarterback. It's just like, yo, either get a great college quarterback or NFL franchise quarterback. It's one of the other. One of the other. Probably going to win a national championship. Drew Pine putting in work.
1: I mean, shoot. We'll see. We'll see in spring. told you, dude. That's the people champ. I don't mean the national champ.
0: We the people champ. <laughs> ah, yo, we appreciate you guys for hanging in with us, man. We gave you two hours because we owed it to you. We owed it to you. We kept the promise, came on extra late. And then we hit the replay for you this morning at 10 o'clock for those of you that weren't up late and uh we gave you two hours man and we talked about what's next Talked about each unit and whether or not next year there will be national title level with the talent that's there including the talent that will be coming in in the recruiting class we talked about Brian Hartline possibly joining the staff Chris Watt being the O-line coach along with Terry he possibly being some type of consultant to help him become acclimated. And uh, we answered your questions, you know. And shout out to Bronco Mendenhall man. I hope everything's good with him. Sure really good dude, really good coach. Like, I just hope everything's good with him. And we thank you. Don't forget, subscribe, share, like, hit the notification button. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for updates each and every day at Lucky Lefty pod and then Lucky Lefty podcast on the YouTube channel and search A2S Network for our Apple for our podcast loaded up on Apple podcast so well the original Lucky Lefty himself Malik Zaire at Overtime Malik I'm Sean Davis at SD2 mics and I think the next time we'll talk to you guys will be after the press conference yeah oh let me go ahead Give me your picks, bro. Um, Michigan, Iowa. Who you got?
1: Michigan will win.
0: I got that one. Cincinnati, Houston. I got Cincy. Baylor, Oklahoma State.
1: I got Oklahoma State.
0: I got Baylor. Mm. I got Baylor in that one. Okay.
1: I like the quarterback at Baylor, though. He's not bad.
0: Wake Forest and Pitt.
1: Wake Forest. Mm. Mm. I like for it. I'm I'm
0: gonna go ahead and go with Narduzzi and the crew. I'm gonna go with Kenny Pickett. Oregon I score enough points to them. Oregon, Utah, in the rematch. Utah, Utah banged them so bad they just pushed them around.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oregon's I mean, never been a tough you know, team. Utah's always a tough ass team. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the season.
0: Yeah. 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 I was, I was, I agree. And dude, look here, man. I can't wait to watch this one. Is this going to be a bloodbath? I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this.
1: Waiting for this.
0: (laughs) Georgia, Alabama.
1: Georgia. I mean, damn! We already got them winning the whole. I got them already won. Dude, look
0: for those of you who don't know and have not followed us. You're just jumping in. We crowned Georgia the national champion like five weeks ago. (laughs) Like
1: you know,
0: it's like it's like you just know. Just watching like LSU in the middle of that season, you were just like, okay, yeah, they got the pixie dust. Yeah, they said same thing.
1: They're just too good right now, like, bro. Just,
0: I didn't, I didn't realize they were at, they were averaging forty points a game offensively, bro.
1: Yeah, it. I mean, when you get turnovers and three and outs all day, you got all day to practice offense. And you got your boy back, George. Hey, you hey, got your boy that's Pickens. Why back. It's, it's no question, you got the best receivers in college football out there, George. Man, that's my guy. I love George
0: Pickens. You got your boy Pickens back. Stetson Bennett is putting up forty points a game, man. Looking
1: like he's Peyton Manny, and Tom Brady
0: out there. <laughs> they scoring forty and giving up six.
1: That's, <laughs> that's a that's a real Rudy movie right there because he ain't look. Yeah, yeah, that's the reboot. The oh, no, they are scoring forty points a game and giving up six, and they had a three couple three or four shutouts like these are. It's an NFL team.
0: Yeah, so that's your national champion. We're just playing it out.
1: Yeah, we just wait to see what happens after. Unless that.
0: something like tragic happens. So yeah.
1: Cause it's not even about injuries with, with Georgia. They still winning with injuries.
0: Yeah, so. Alabama, like, dude, Alabama's only getting six six. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. I'm like, take hey, Georgia. I'll, yeah. I don't see them being within a touchdown with Georgia. Not by the end of the game. I, I just mean, hope we'll
1: see, we'll see how good Bryce Young is. That's all.
0: No, nah, bro. I just hope he survives the game. Georgia's nice, man. Because I saw the pressure that Auburn put on him. Georgia whooping ass. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Much love to everybody out there. Lucky Lefty Nation, man. We appreciate you. And until we'll talk to you the next time Jack Swarbrick walks up to a podium, that's when you'll see us. Hopefully it's tomorrow or sometime. Uh, Hopefully it's tomorrow sometime. You know what? Jack Swarbrick might, this is the type of dude he is he might say let's wait until after the conference championship but you need to go ahead and let that make be made known yeah. before the weekend in my opinion all right so to everybody out there man have a great evening we'll get back at you lucky lefty podcast